SpearsMusicHall.com and click on the events list. That's SpearsMusicHall.com. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Every Sunday, 9 to noon. And before I begin, remember that the podcasts, I realize that Sunday morning, everyone is probably going to assembly. But... For these programs, you can always go to 1360KHNC.com to the podcast section, and you can listen to the podcast of this program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. Two thousand years ago, fifty days after resurrection, there was the day of Pentecost. And that Pentecost set the church age in motion. The church age began on the day of resurrection that evening when Christ breathed into people gathered in the room. He breathed the Holy Spirit into them. That was the day that the church came into existence. It was not on the day of Pentecost, as many would, uh, many in the Pentecostal movement and many believe that the church came into existence on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit poured Himself upon the believers that had received Christ, Messiah, 50 days earlier. The night of resurrection was the initial experience of mankind, those individuals in that room, that was the initial experience of, for the first time ever, the Holy Spirit indwelling or living within a human or a group of human beings, people. On the day of resurrection, the new kingdom of heaven began. Uh, that was the initial point of the kingdom of heaven's existence. Now, 50 days later, there would be the day of Pentecost. And this would be when the Holy Spirit would pour himself out in power, in power, 
upon the believers. Fifty days earlier, the Holy Spirit was placed within the believers in their spirit. Their human spirits came alive. Regeneration. These are the terms that we use. That was the initial period. That was the initial. That is when regeneration occurred for the first time in mankind's history. The night of resurrection. Fifty days later, the Spirit poured Himself upon the believers to empower them for the coming battles that would take place in the future against the forces in the kingdom of, of darkness. Excuse me. So this, in a sense, fulfills in Genesis one twenty six, if I remember the exact verse. God said, let them have dominion. Let them have image and dominion. And the image and dominion means that... I will read it to you. And God said, and God created with... Oh, 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 oh. I might have got that wrong. Uh, the verse, I thought it was 26. Okay, it is correct. I was correct. Genesis 1, verse 26. God said, let us. I'm reading out of the Amplified. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Make mankind in our image after our likeness. Let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, and tame the beasts over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. The triune God said, let us make mankind, firstly, in our image, which implies within, that we would have within the image of the Godhead. After our likeness. And so it's implying image within, and authority without. Both. Subjective, objective authority. Subjective authority so that we can have the image and be and represent God as He meant to be represented. That could not take place until Christ was resurrected and lived within us. And now we are being transformed into His image subjectively what he is in nature. With the fallen nature, we have the nature of Christ within us, which is always working to transform us from our natural self so that we can display Christ as the Holy Spirit works within us and 
transforms us. Then we have to have the authority objectively without to control the beasts and to the birds, the beasts, the fish having authority without over nature and also to be able to wage war with an invisible world which when Christ came first place he went was to the uh, the area of the Gergesenes I think it was Gergesenes or Gadarenes I'm trying to remember which and there he began to great light sprung up he went into the shadow and the regions of death and in that area great light sprung up and he began to cast out spirits he began to heal the sick in Acts chapter 2 we have exactly the fulfillment of what God said in Genesis 1.26 we were empowered within on the day of resurrection and now God intended that we would be clothed like putting on a cloak or a, a coat we would be clothed upon with authority so in the body of Christ there has been a oh I guess you could say a conflict and on one side in the body of Christ you have a group which you would call fundamental believers in a fundamental, very fundamental uh, just very fundamental reading the Bible but, uh, but because of well, you have the fundamentalists who do not really feel that the gifts of God are necessary any longer. That was for 2,000 years ago. They are not necessary for today. So I have been in assemblies, and part of my uh, the initial assembly I was in, they would not allow the gifts of the Holy Spirit and many of the people to be... Uh, to be used. There was no operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The main <clears throat> founder of the assemblies did not want the gifts to be used by any of the members <clears throat> that were ministering, even though many of the members had come out of Pentecostal Christianity. And in Berkeley, California, my pastor, the main pastor, there was a group. There were four different men that were were in leadership. And the main pastor, the overseer, he came out of the Pentecostal churches out of California, I think in the Bay Area. He operated initially before he came into the fundamental assembly that he would eventually end up in. He operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But he had integrity. He wasn't weird. Strange. Odd. But he was not allowed to use those abilities. Then you have the Pentecostal 
the churches that have that that operate heavily in the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And they are in conflict with the fundamentalists that don't believe that the gifts are necessary. Well, it's funny the dynamics between the two groups. The fundamentalists are very heavy on doctrine. Whereas many in the Pentecostal movement are very light on doctrine. In the Pentecostal movement, they are very heavy on giftings. In the fundamental churches, they are very light on giftings. But the scripture is what what the scripture says. That is what is important. Each group, fundamentalists or Pentecostals, they have a case in the positions that they hold. But now, it's interesting that in the fundamental churches, which is I was a part of, and the fundamentals mainly are, you might say, geared or directed or their direction is toward inner life. I'm simplifying it. Whereas Pentecostals are on the gifts, the power gifts. Not so much inner life as overt power. Inner life, they stress the growth of the Christian as opposed to using the gifts of power, of authority. The Bible says that there has to be a balance with God's children. And the balance is this. In the fundamental churches, there's going to be sickness. There's going to be demon possession or demon, a, a demon influence in the lives of, of the believers. So you're going to have to have people that can function in the gifts of the Spirit to cast out spirits, to discern what is working in people that are are ill is it demonic or is it just straight out a physical ailment a lot of times sickness is demonic it's not just a physical ailment so in the fundamental churches simply they will need the gifts the gifts of authority of discernment of insight spiritually to see what's operating. Jumping to the Pentecostal side, many in the Pentecostal movements, they they don't really feel doctrine, sound teaching is important. And there is, that is the weakness within some Pentecostal churches. Now, in the Pentecostal churches, I have spent time with many men that were ministers in the Pentecostal churches, and they were very balanced. They operated in the gifts, but they were very, they were great at studying doctrine to look for 
error. They looked for error. They looked to see what the scripture really said. And, and with the men that I was with in the Pentecostal churches, some of them, they could see, especially one friend, Ron Perry, Pastor Ron Perry, Evangelica, uh, evangelist Ron Perry, who I had on at the end of last year's program before he passed away, before he was murdered in a hospital, put on a ventilator. And he was, his father, grandfather was in the Pentecostal churches, his great-grandfather, or his grandfather, his father, and he also. But he, traveling in a circuit of Pentecostal churches across the country, and even overseas into Asia, we would visit, my wife and I, we, we were fortunate, God arranged it, where my wife and I were able to travel with he and his wife for about a year plus. We knew him for four years, five years, six years, and we actually got to travel with him for about a year plus, maybe three, four months. We did everything together. We loved each other. He was fascinated by my experience in the fundamental churches. I was fascinated by his experience in the Pentecostal churches. And we had a clear, we were one. We understood each other. We under, he understood the importance of solid teaching, of fundamental doctrine, of the basics of the faith. He was very fascinated by our testimony. I was fascinated by where he had been in his life with his father. He used to drive his father all over the country. Many different of that time back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Many of the uh, great Pentecostal men in the Pentecostal movement that would begin these big moves of God. But Ron wasn't deceived. He knew that many of these men, they were operating in the gift of the Holy Spirit, but they're living their life the way they lived, divorces, um, alcoholism, drugs. Uh, there was even uh, some homosexuality, homosexual, uh, those that were, that swayed in that direction. And I brought him in, I brought him on the programs, and my objective was to allow him to talk about all these men that he had been with that were dysfunctional. But still, they did things moving in the Holy Spirit within the world that they traveled with in spite of their weaknesses with their integrity. I wasn't deceived to that. He wasn't deceived to that. I wish, we could, I wish he hadn't passed away because the direction we were going is he was going to eventually... He, he and his father, he moved with all these people. He saw the great things that would happen through them, which would change people's lives, bring people to Christ, change their lives, healings, things like this. But he, we never did get to discuss the dark side of many of these men. Never got to A.A. A. Allen. 
never got to discuss because he passed away. But we had planned for future programs. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If God gives people gifts, these gifts are given to them by God so that they can use these abilities for their in their work to add to their to their uh, rewards for the coming millennial kingdom. We're all given abilities, and as we use these abilities to further the kingdom of heaven, that is put into an account for us. It's going to be a reward account. Then at the same time, we are to wash with the blood of the Lamb. We are to take our garment. We are to wash our garment. We are to be spotless. We are to be holy. We are to be righteous. And many of these men, they operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they did things for God, but they didn't. You, you have to do two things. You labor for reward, and you wash your garment so that you're pure, so that you are getting ready to present yourself individually as a chaste vessel to Christ as his as a bride we are to to keep ourselves for our coming <clears throat> the marriage that will take place between God's people and Christ we're his bride we have to take care of subjectively who we are then objectively, we have abilities so we can labor, we can work, we can accomplish things in our lifetime for Christ. And uh, so with, with Ron, with this pastor, or he didn't like pastor, he was more of an evangelist, but he operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but he kept his vessel. He was pure. He was, uh, he just kept himself. He knew the principles Though he wasn't in the fundamental churches, he knew the principles of washing his garment, of remaining holy, of being righteous, of always searching the scripture to see if he was errant wherever. But he got to travel with these. His father took over um, the church that Oral Roberts started in the South. This is how well connected this family was with all the with all of the great men in this country in the 40s 50s 60s 70s that had these these uh revivals many revivals all over the country from the east to the west north to the south into canada overseas into korea ron perry is the brother who uh, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. He was in Korea. He made an agreement with the Pentecostal churches that invited him to go to Korea. And he was the the agreement was they would give him opportunity to preach and to teach in the groups throughout South Korea. Actually, it was South Korea. He made an agreement with them. And they gave him a ticket. He and his wife went over. And when he got there, they changed the plan. 
they decided that he would teach and preach according to their agenda, according to what they wanted. And Ron told them, no, that's not what I agreed to. I agreed, and we're going to have to take a break here. But this is important, so you can see the dynamics, because this, everyone I'm talking to right now, in the future, you're going to have to have a balance between the gifts of the Spirit and inner life. You're going to have to have a balance. If you're going to be useful to God, and if you're going to stay out of the tar uh, the the uh, crosshairs of the devil, you're going to have to have a balance. And I'm giving this testimony so that you can see the value and the importance of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the inner life and keeping yourself chaste and holy and righteous to God, that you are uh, an image, you are displaying, you're a photocopy of who Christ is, and at the same time, you have authority without to fight the wars and the battles in your life spiritually. This is Rick Rodriguez, and the podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. And to you prophets, you need to listen to what I'm telling and then all that are listening will be back. Tune in Saturday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. right here on the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 a.m. for the Gardening with Joey and Holly radio show. Get your garden started and growing successfully all summer long. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Hello, this is Daniel from A&D Design. We stopped by today to let you know that we have kitchen and bathroom cabinets. These are soft-closed, full-overlay cabinets with full-extension rails made of plywood. You can contact us at 303-968-6678, and Cyrus has our website. You can find more information on our website at andcabinetdesign.com. That's andcabinetdesign.com. And again, just call me, 303-968-6678. Hi, I'm Sina Milanazzo, Telephone Technology Specialist here with Liberty Communications. We are the local experts for cloud and VoIP telephone systems. If you have a traditional phone system and want to learn more about how VoIP can help your business, then call me. I'll sit down with you and we'll come up with solutions on how to keep you ahead of your competition. Call 720-399-0233 or email info at libertyvts.com. VoIP doesn't have to be a four-letter word. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer. We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003. 5003 or 1360khnc.com. Reasons to own gold, number 175. Universal basic income, where the government just gives people money 
because they won't be able to live and provide for their families because the dollar has been devalued beyond comprehension while never admitting to inflation. Prosperity never comes from the printing press. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. J.D. the Colorado Deplorable here to tell you about Swamp Fight. Right here on AM 1360 KHNC Radio, Saturdays from noon to 1. Join me as we do battle in the D.C. Swamp. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, a happy day. Oh, happy day. When Jesus walked. Oh, Okay, we will resume with my story, with the story about Evangelist Ron Perry, a good friend of mine. And I was just telling my wife this me this week, I really miss him. I really, really miss this man. We were we got to be good friends. We fell in love with each other. He and his wife, my wife and I, and his family. And uh, there was a the Holy Spirit, before I continue with the story, God is faithful to whatever He tells us He's going to do. God is speaking to us all the time. And He lets us know His intentions and plans for us individually. And He will personally come and tell us Speak to us about our future. And he speaks clearly, but maybe we don't hear. And when he tells us what he wants, maybe we add to what he asks us to do. Like, like let's say that uh, God, for example, would say, I am going to prof- I'm going to prosper you. Well, that means he's going to prosper us. That means we're going to be prosperous. But we add to what God says, and we say, God is going to make me a a multimillionaire. God didn't say that. God would say as an example that, son, I am going to prosper you, or, or young lady, I'm going to prosper you. And we interpret it, misinterpret it, and we say, well, God meant, he's going to give me the desires of my heart, and the desires of my heart is, I wanted to be a millionaire, multimillionaire. Well, there's a, that's where the problem begins. We don't interpret what holy, the Holy Spirit has told us properly. I give that example. In about 1988, the Holy Spirit told me, I want you to, I'd heard a lot about, you know, the John Wimber and, and the different, charismatic churches, things like that. And I, the term was used as a common phrase, charismatic, charismatic. Well, one day the Holy Spirit said, I want you to start, you need to understand what this charismatic church is all about, this movement, whatever, whatever, whatever this is, you need to understand it. So I want you to start going to charismatic churches and just go and view. Well, the only place that I really knew of 
that I, in a sense, might have felt comfortable with is what I had heard was happening with John the Stalker in Loveland. And so I thought, well, okay. And somehow I found out where he was having his little assembly over by the sugar factory in East Loveland. So to, follow, to obey the Lord's word, that's where I went. And then he moved to a new location east of I-25 to a new facility. And my wife and I would go. And so I got to see and understand, okay, I, I guess there, it's, very, it's a very tight relationship between charismatic and Pentecostal. Very, very close. It's, it's like uh, having dark tea and light tea. They're both tea, but you just, there's a little bit of a difference. But, so that was in 1988. Then in 19, I'm trying to remember the exact year, 19, early 1990s, the Lord told me, now I want you, and, and, the, charis, and, and the charismatic churches were a little deeper doctrinally and a little to some degree, a little more careful in their conduct, you might say, in their, they were just, uh, well, I don't know how to phrase it. There was a difference between Pentecostal and Charismatic. Pentecostals were really heavy on one side. The Charismatics were kind of a little more balanced, I guess you would say. Maybe that's not correct, but the way to phrase it. Well, then in about 1991, the Lord told me, I want you, 1990, 1991, I want you to, now, you go and visit, and I want you to have an understanding of the Pentecostal churches. Well, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in January of 1991, my wife and I. And it was in a victory church victory chapel in longmont colorado i forgot the uh, pastor's name he had a young a, a brother that was about my age at that time that had ministered heavily in canada dale franklin and he came into longmont and had a uh, revival for like from tuesday to saturday revival meetings which are really i like them if the people that are putting the revivals together if they are if they have integrity and on saturday night i was baptized prayed over and something did happen uh just unbelievable and i began to function in a new aspect of my christian life that i'd not had before i knew clearly i was born again 1972 I was baptized in 1974 in June. And the experience of baptism, each experience, the Lord didn't blend them together. When I was born again, I was born again for two and a half years, not even knowing what the born again experience was. I knew what it was because the Holy Spirit was with me. Something had changed in my life. Wherever I went, Christ was with me. He was always speaking to me, always uh just very active in my thinking and just t leading me from Christian to Christian to Christian just all over the place. I couldn't believe it. It was just, it could only be the hand of God. 
1974, the Lord told me to be baptized. I was in June, June the 2nd. And that experience was absolutely a brand new experience. I was free from all the addictions that I had. And I began to walk with power in Christ, not having to fight my flesh all the time. Then in 1991, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. Another experience, very powerful experience. All Christians need to have these three major experiences that are in the Bible. You must be born again. You must be water baptized. And you must and you should have, if you desire, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that you have your whole arsenal of power abilities for your walk and that you have these giftings so you can wage warfare against the kingdom of darkness when needed. So the Lord tells me, I want you to understand, I want you to investigate the Pentecostal churches. 1991, 2, 3, all the way up through 2006. And it was in 2006 I was on the Christian station in Las Vegas, Nevada. I had a Sunday program, noon to two, for two hours every Sunday. Well, Ron Perry also had a program, radio program, on Saturdays. And we just, actually, we just, when I'd go to make pay my bill or to pay for my airtime, whatever, he'd be in there, and we just got to visit. He always wore a suit. He looked, he was just always, he was a handsome man, thin, just uh, handsome, a uh, uh, little mustache, very polite, just genuine as genuine could be. And we got to be friends. We got to talk. And eventually, one day, he invited me to a little Sunday get-together. And we just went to, to, to be with a little group that he was with. And he asked me to get up and, and speak. And I didn't know what to say. And I just stood up and... I said, you know, through our lifetime, in our lifetime, God meets us at point, 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 point. Well, every place where God meets us in these very important experiences, it is an altar. And each one of you, where God has met you, is an altar. The day that you got saved is an altar, an altar experience. That is an experience where it was very significant. Something changed in your life. And you need to go back and, and just think about that day, that experience. Because God was speaking to you many, many things that you didn't, you didn't realize. And when you go back to these experiences and you say, Lord, you were speaking something to me there. And I am dull of hearing and dull in my senses. There are other things you were speaking to me, Lord. What, what are these other things? And the Lord will open your eyes. Well, I gave an experience, a, a testimony. That testimony right there just did something to bring a oneness between the two of us. And he says, brother, he said, I've never heard anything like that before. And I didn't know what I was going to say. 
And I said, well, Brother Perry, I said, all through our lives, in our Christian lives, we have these points where God visits us in a very powerful way, and we, we remember that experience for one day, and then we just go on. We don't sit and think about it and consider it. And God has been doing something marvelous in that day, and we didn't even realize it because we're, we're used to in America and our culture, we have an ice cream and we forget about it. Never remember it. It's just like it gets uh, to be common, but these experiences are not common. Well, that really started a great relationship. And um, I didn't know it, but that day was another fulfillment where God said, I want you to investigate the Pentecostal churches. And then about 10-something years later, the Lord says, Now, I've given you a man, an, a brother, that is going to show you Pentecostalism like you've never seen it. And Ron began to show my wife and I how dysfunctional, there. there is so much dysfunctional uh, it's, it's just there's a, within the there are some Pentecostals that New Testament only the Old Testament has been discarded you preach about out of the Gospels only just the Gospels you forget about the rest of the New Testament just a lot of strange teachings and he says brother I've, I've seen it all in the Pentecostal churches that's on the kind of the negative side. But then on the positive side, the godly men that God has kept for himself within Pentecostalism, the godly, godly men, unbelievable. They, uh, like Ron, he was a very godly man. He loved the scripture. He did everything for the children of God that he could do. He went to assemblies all over the nation and preach to these assemblies. And <clears throat> we got to travel with him and he got to show me for that. That was like 19 to uh, 20, 2006. And then we really, really just spent quite a bit of time together until 2011. And for about a year plus we traveled together and he showed me the deep insights into Pentecostalism, the doctrines, the teachings, the uh, uh, the different uh, practices, the beliefs, the men that he and his father traveled with that were just there to make money. They used their giftings in a in a just an evil way. I'm going to get back to South Korea. Don't forget. Don't forget. Uh, he said, I go to New York City, to a big black assembly there in New York City, downtown New York, thousands and thousands of members. And he said, I go in and minister, preach. And he said, God had given me a gift to raise money for churches. It was just a gift. I had no problem telling the audience, this church has a building program and uh, I would present that to them, and the money would come in, everything for that project. He said, God gave me that gift. I could ask for money, and the money would come in. Time after time after time after time, he's in New York City, 
the black pastor, they need money for this and that. And hundreds of thousands of dollars comes in on that one offering on that Sunday morning. And he said, and they take all this money up to the uh, upstairs and the pastor has me come up to pay me to, to, to give me a gift for my being there to help with my expenses. And he says, I see all this money on this table, thousands and thousands of dollars. And here comes a girl and he gives her some money and she goes and another girl comes in. And he gives her money and she goes. And he says, I'm thinking, what in the world are these women coming in here for? And he's, why is he, what's he giving them money for? Well, they were prostitutes to service the members of the church, the heavy, heavy givers. And he said, I, I said, who are these people? And he says, well, I have to pay. I have to pay these ladies for their services. And Ron said, it blew him away. He said, so I'm taking up an offering using my gift to bring in an offering for the day. And this pastor is paying prostitutes that are servicing the men that are giving lots of money. And he said, that day, brother, I didn't use those gifts any longer without knowing who the pastor was and knowing who I'm working with. He said, I had the gift and they were using my gift so they could benefit for evil. This is the, this is the type of stuff that goes on with in some of the in some of the Pentecostal churches. But again, I can't tie the whole Pentecostal movement into that kind of activity because within Pentecostalism, I'm telling you, there are men that are holy, that are righteous, that are prophetic people, that are godly men. They have done great, great things for the kingdom of heaven. They have uh helped the churches to set thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of Christians free from demonic possession. And there are great, great people within Pentecostalism. So you can't, we can't just assume because, well, everyone in the Pentecostal, there are those in the Pentecostal movement that are corrupt. Not all are corrupt. And again, Ron spent time with all these men that had the gift, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And they did great things for the Lord, even though their own personal lives were a mess. Divorces, drug addiction, on and on. So I never did get to get him back so we could talk about all that he had witnessed and how where he had traveled. So, but thankfully I was way able to be with him. Now I got to get to what happened to him in South Korea after he was asked to come over. He agreed to preach messages and then they changed the itinerary. I've got to get to that. It's probably not going to be till the next hour. Rick Rodriguez. Come join us at Civica Academy Charter School in Millican. We are now enrolling for grades 6 through 10. Do you remember when students knew their country was great and they knew why? They stood proudly for the pledge. Remember when they didn't have phones on them and they used the phone at the front office and they cared about their grades and their report cards? Or what about when they took time to get ready and look nice for school and they respected the adults around them and were prepared at graduation to work hard and keep a job? Well, guess what? We're back. Civica. 
It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Insurance. Nobody likes buying it, but everyone needs it. The problem with insurance is if you don't need it, the money is simply gone. Car insurance costs hundreds of dollars a month, and if you don't get into an accident, which most people don't, the money is simply gone. Health insurance costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, and unless you have a significant health issue, the money is simply gone month after month, year after year. When it comes to life insurance, all companies provide low-cost term insurance for people that acts just like car and health insurance. If you don't need it, the money is gone. At Northwestern Mutual, one of the reasons why we are ranked as the best insurance company in the United States is we offer a variety of low-cost blended plans that actually allow you to build wealth in the most likely event that you do not need to collect on your life insurance. Finally, an insurance plan that doesn't take your money and can actually build your wealth. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. Again, that's 602-909-9048. Hey folks, the Rev here. When the economy collapses, so will society. Martial law will rule, but the protectors will become the looters and thieves. The future will be merciless. Prepare yourself now. Join the Rev for the best urban survival training available today. Call KHNC 970-587-5003 to reserve a seat now. That's 970-587-5003. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com Okay, we're going to uh, finish out this hour, and uh, as we finish it out, I just want to say that when the Holy Spirit asks you to do something, He will assist you and make sure that He gives you the way to obey what He's asked you to do. So He asks me in the early 90s to investigate the Pentecostal churches, and what happens is I end up with a brother, his father, his, grand, his grandfather, and he were all involved through their lives within Pentecostal churches. The Lord sent me and gave me the best teacher, and he took me into what would happen in Canada, in New York, in the South, in uh, the Grand Old Opry in Tennessee, in Kentucky, and in the East Coast, in Seattle, and all over this country, he'd give me the greatest insight that I could even imagine. Great, great insight. I uh, really appreciated how God is faithful. And when he asks you to do something, he'll give you the way to obey his request. And I 
was going to, I'm giving the story. I don't know why. I have a whole message planned out for today. But for whatever reason, you, someone out there, all of you, you need to hear these testimonies because in your future, you're going to have to have a balance of inner life and gifts of the Holy Spirit for warfare. You're going to have to have a balance. You cannot be just a fundamental Christian who does not feel that the gifts of the Spirit are necessary. You cannot be a Pentecostal in that in that type that feels that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are everything and sound doctrine is really not worth anything. No. Sound doctrine, the teachings of Christ, this has got to be the foundation. This is the rock that you build on. And when the winds, the rains, and the floods come, your doctrinal foundation is going to keep you no matter what. And then with that doctrinal foundation, you're going to need the gifts of the Holy Spirit because what is the wind? The winds are the the, the spirits in the air, the, the fallen angels, they're coming at you. What is the, the rains? The rains are all the demonic activity that's going to come at your life. What are the floods? Mankind is going to come to persecute you. All three things are there. The fallen angels, Satan himself, the demons, and mankind is going to be sent to, to destroy you, to keep you from the objectives that God has for you in your life. So you've got to have a rock. You've got to have the doctrines, the rock, Christ himself. And what did Christ do when he came? He presented teachings and doctrine to his disciples. And these doctrines are what have made Christianity so powerful in the last 2,000 years. This is what, how God has intended to fight the battles throughout time and especially now at the end of the world. So we have to have Christians that are prejudiced, you that are in the, in the, in the fundamental doctrinal churches. Great, great. But you have to understand you're going to get sick. You're going to need healing. You have to have a balance. Inner life and the authority without for the war and for the battles that are coming and to wash your garment and to keep yourself pure. You have to have the inner life, the teachings of the inner life, the abiding life. You have to have both. If you have both and you are balanced, it's just like two legs. If you have one leg shorter than the other, you're going to be off. You have to have both legs. Be strong in both legs to get through life. You have to have sound doctrine, and you have to understand the value of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have to have both. I've been in both worlds, one-sided, and then I got to see the value of the second side. So, we will be back in a few minutes. The Broncos end the preseason at home against the Vikings. A 13-year-old boy was killed and a 15-year-old injured in a northern Colorado drive-by shooting Saturday. It happened in Longmont. Police responding about 2 in the afternoon to a local outdoor basketball court. The 13-year-old was taken to a local hospital but died there. The 15-year-old is expected to survive a gunshot wound to one of his legs. Longmont police are asking anyone who might have seen what happened or could have surveillance video to contact them. 
A human foot found floating in Yellowstone National Park this week may be connected to a July death. A park employee found the foot floating in the Abyss Pool in the southern part of Yellowstone. It was in a shoe in the 140-degree hot spring. The park says the foot appears to be related to someone who died there on the 31st of last month. Park officials haven't shared any further details, but they say they don't believe there was any foul play involved. Colorado's health department says there have been 182 cases of monkeypox in the state so far in 19 counties, most in the Denver metro area. Six Coloradoans are hospitalized due to the virus, and that according to Denver Health Chief Medical Officer Dr. Connie Price. The reason we're concerned and paying attention is because we have an opportunity that I think was much greater than we had with COVID to actually control it. So that's the reason we're talking to you and the reason we want to get this message out. Lots of folks are seeking the monkeypox vaccine, but there aren't enough doses out yet for everyone. Health leaders like Price think that'll soon improve with more shipments from the federal government. To see if you qualify for a monkeypox inoculation, go to cdphe.colorado.gov. And more from sports, the Rockies walked off to beat the Giants at Coors Field last night, 4-3. to Jim Williams, Rocky Mountain News Network. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is tehuboteaclub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, tehuboteaclub.com. 
Spirits Music Hall, your destination for great live entertainment. With amazing performances every weekend and karaoke on Thursdays. This weekend on Friday the 19th, they have Spirits Comedy Night. On Saturday, they have 5280s, Elevated 80s Band. And Sunday Fun Day with Ross Hansen, the one-man rock and roll band. For more information or to buy tickets online, go to spiritsmusichall.com and click on the events list. That's spearsmusichall.com. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Hot August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Outside of town and the sound of that good gospel beat. It's a ragged tent where there ain't no trees and that gospel. You could hear yourself sweat He walks in Eyes black as coal And when he lifts his face Every year in the place is on him Starting soft and slow to continue every week on well uh, every Sunday 9 to noon the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program I'm your host Rick Rodriguez and the podcasts are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree program also, uh, during the week, I host Present Truth, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3, also on podcast. And my contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. First hour, I'm talking about the importance of the inner life and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Both are necessary. Both, Paul makes it absolutely clear, Peter in the book of Acts. The scripture makes it clear that the body of Christ, we have two 
important experiences. One is inner life, the abiding life, the life within, the Holy Spirit within. Uh, We are to allow the Holy Spirit to work with us, not interfere with what He desires for our lives. He wants to transform us in our mind. He wants to renew us in our mind. He wants to transform us in our conduct. We come out of the world polluted, full of sin, or we have vices, we have, we're contaminated, and he wants to clean us up within. It's like years ago, uh, well, still today, they have soft drink bottles, and they charge you for the bottle when you purchase a soft drink. Well, those bottles are recyclable. When you take them back to get another six-pack or case of beverage, they give you X amount. They charge you, let's say, a dime or 15 cents per bottle. When you leave the store, you take the bottle back, and they give you another dime or 15 cents, whatever, in return. They credit you. Well, we come, we're like an old pop bottle. We've been used. Everything, our, what we are within has been used and is contaminated by the world, by the cosmos. And Christ, He redeems us out of the trash heap. We're not going to, we're discarded. We're not used, we're not uh, useful for the kingdom of heaven. We are just going to be cast into the rubbish pile. Useless. But Christ redeems us. He takes us out of the landfill and he washes us up subjectively within and he begins to clean us up without. So two ways, within and without for his purpose so that we can be filled up with who he is and we can be eternally saved and we can be used for his purpose. Well, Two experiences. Subjective, you have to keep your garments clean, spotless. You have to be washed with the blood because you're going to be presented to Christ as a chaste bride. Then, during life, during time, you are going to come into situations where there's going to be demonic activity. You're going to be oppressed. You're going to have to fight the battle, not with Man's weapons, nothing with nothing, you can't use anything natural. You have to use spiritual authority, which comes through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we have two dimensions to our Christian life subjective, objective. Keep ourselves within, that we have the virtues of Christ within, then we have the gifts that God has given to us in. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, to fight spiritual forces. Going back to the first hour, I was talking about a friend of mine, Ron Perry, senior, uh, the son of Nate Perry, 
uh, he and his father traveled together. And then at one point, the Holy Spirit called Ron to separate from his father's ministry to begin his own ministry. And the grandfather was very involved in ministry. And Nate traveled with his father. And eventually one day the Lord called Nate to his own ministry. Grandpa had his own ministry. Great-grandpa, Nate's uh, uh, Ron Perry's grandfather, had his own ministry. Ron's father had his own ministry. And then God gave Ron his own ministry, I think in the early 60s. Or before, I, I don't remember the exact year. Well, talking about Ron Perry, as the Lord had told me that he wanted me to investigate the Pentecostal churches, and in years later I would meet Ron Perry, and Ron would give me an insight into the Pentecostalism, good and bad, positive and negative, holy and unholy aspects of it. Great, I say this, in my experience, I have met many, many Pentecostal people, families that were not even in ministry, just individuals, great, godly, holy, holy people, fervent for the Lord. And I have met these type of people in fundamental Christianity too. They're both. God, in His plan, He has vessels that He can and will and 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 <clears throat> for his purpose he will have his holy vessels in both groups fundamental non-fundamental or fundamental and charismatic but both in the fundamental those that can operate with the gifts of the holy spirit are much better off much safer than those in the fundamental just lean to one thing, keeping yourself holy. That's great. But when you get sick, you're going to need prayer so you can be healed. Many in the fundamental churches are psychologically, they have problems, and it takes spiritual power, gifts that God gave us at Pentecost, and that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, so that we can fight the spiritual forces that it will affect us and will attack us in our lifetime. My ministry, as time goes on, the Holy Spirit just helps me to develop what He has called me to do. And I see, I have the experience of the value of the abiding life, abiding in Christ, tabernacling in Him, He tabernacling in me. I have the experience of keeping my vessel for Christ, keeping my body in subjection to keeping myself pure, for the Lord. And on the other side, years later, I would start to realize the importance of the gifts of the Holy Spirit for spiritual battle. Because the Holy Spirit would eventually take me into a world that was, uh, people were demon-possessed, and there was a lot of witchcraft around witches being cursed by people in the occult. If I hadn't learned how to fight the battles, I would, wouldn't be here. And others in our in my world, they would not be here either if I hadn't, we hadn't, my wife and I, we worked together, if we hadn't seen 
the way in which to break the powers of the attacks of the spirits off of individuals. So I'm just saying that I see the value of both and I want you and hope you will see the value of both because if you have experience in both of these worlds in the abiding life, the inner life experience of your life and the value of the gifts of the spirit for warfare, for battle you will be very balanced you will be protected Okay, going back to, in the first hour, Ron Perry. I, uh, he was asked to go to, he was married. I forget how many years he and his wife were married. Uh, I think they were married, he was married when he was like 21. But they, he had one wife, she had one husband, they worked together. They did everything together for all those years. He makes an agreement with the Pentecostal churches, assemblies in, I think it was Assemblies of God. Maybe it was Foursquare. I can't remember. He gets to South Korea to preach, and they say, Will, we want you to do this and this and this. And he says, well, that wasn't our agreement. I agreed to come over here and preach on these topics and they said well we don't want you to preach on those topics this is what we want you to do well he says well I'm not going to do that and they said well if you don't do that how are you going to get home because we're the ones buying your ticket he said listen he said I came here to preach and you have no say in the matter I came here God sent me here to preach you want to change it it's okay God sent me here to preach. You don't have any say in the matter. I'm going to preach. So he separated himself from that group. Well, they were just waiting for him to come begging. Well, he said, what I would do, there are a lot of hills in South Korea. I was staying with a, a brother, a good great brother, and I would just walk in the afternoons. Take a walk up a hill, down a hill, up another hill, down another hill, up and down the hills. Said then, one day, he's up on a hill, and here comes a government vehicle, big limo, and it comes up the dirt road, and I'm at the top of the hill, and I'm thinking, he said, i thinking, well, who's this? And a guy gets out of the car, the chauffeur gets out and walks over and says, are you Pastor Perry? He says, well, I'm Evangelist Ron Perry, yes. He said, uh, would you come to the car, please? Someone wants to talk to you. So he said, I went to the limo, opened up the back door, and I got in, and here's this lady, and she tells me, she says, I heard that you've come here to preach. He said, yeah, I heard that you have a gift, or you can pray for people, and they get healed. Healed. He said, yes. She said, would you pray for me, because I have a problem, female problem, that I've had it for 20 years, and if you pray for me, God will heal me. If you will pray for me, he said, well, I'd be glad to pray for you. He said, I just prayed for her. I didn't feel lightning and I didn't feel, you know, the power of God and all this. He said, I just simply prayed for her, that God would heal her from this condition. And we visited. I got out of the car. 
and the car drove on down the hill. So the next day I'm up on the same hill, and here comes another government official, and he's got the little flags on the bumpers, and it comes up, stops, and I'm standing there in the middle of this hill, and two men get out and walk up to me, and uh, there was one of the two that was shorter, and he looks, he, he came up and he said, are you uh, Pastor Perry? He goes, well, I am Evangelist Ron Perry, yes. He goes, well, he said, I, uh, my sister has had a condition for 20 years. Doctors could not heal her. Well, she told me she came up here and asked you to pray for her. You prayed for her yesterday, and she called me and told me that for the first time in all those years she was healed, the condition was gone. And I wanted to come up here and thank you for praying for her. And now you've come to Korea to preach? And he said, yeah. He said, are you preaching now? He said, no. I made an agreement with the assemblies that I came up with, and they changed everything. And I told him, no, I won't preach under those conditions. And he goes, well, he said, well, uh, do you want to preach? And he says, well, yes, I do. He says, that's why I came. I came here to preach. And the, this short man said, well, he said, will you preach in a Presbyterian church? And Ron told him, he said, I will preach anywhere that God opens a door. And if God wants me to preach in your church, yeah, I'll preach. He says, well, I'm the... Uh, I'm the uh, I oversee all the Presbyterian churches in South Korea and I can open the door to any place that you want to preach, you can preach. And he says, well, he said, will you be willing to preach in a Presbyterian church? And Ron said, well, sure. He said, well, when do you want to preach? And Ron said, well, uh, anytime. He said, well, do you want to preach tonight? He said, well, sure. And he got to preach for that time while he was there in Presbyterian churches. And the man that he was talking to was General Kim of South Korea. This was the general who was basically the president of South Korea. And he was also the overseer, the man who was responsible for all that happened in the Presbyterian churches. This is the way God does it. And so, Ron, I believe it was in one of the meetings, he preached night after night after night, and he said it was really interesting. The South Koreans, they're very proper, and you have a, like we would have the, where the pastors would preach from the platform. Well, they had a platform, and there was like four or five chairs up there, and you have four or five pastors and then he would get up on this platform and he would preach. And these men would not go down into the audience. They did not mingle. Kind of a strange thing. And he said, I'm up there preaching and I'm just talking. And uh, a lady, a young girl comes in. I'm in the, in the, I'm already in my sermon. And a young girl comes in, walks down and walks into a seat about halfway down toward the pulpit. And while I'm preaching, the Lord tells me, you go down and uh, talk to that young girl. 
He said, and you don't do that. They never, ever, these men that are the leaders, the, the uh, uh, clergy, they don't walk down off of that pulpit, or that uh, stage, for any purpose, any reason. He said, well, I, I stopped and I, I went down. I walked down the aisle up to the girl and I asked her to stand up. And I said, uh, the young lady, what do you want? And she said, well, I don't know. She goes, well, why did you come here? She goes, well, I was outside on the bridge. I was going to jump off that bridge to commit suicide. But I noticed all the cars in this building, and I thought, what's going on there? So I decided before I kill myself, I would just walk down and go into that building to see what those people are doing. Why are they there on a weeknight? What, what's so important? So I decided to come and come in, and here I am. He goes, he says, well, he said, you've come into, uh, I'm, my name is Ron Perry, and I'm preaching the gospel. Would you like to receive Christ? And she said, yes. And he prayed, prayed for her right there. She met the Lord, got saved. He went back up onto the platform, finished preaching. The next night, he's up there preaching, and here comes the young girl and her two or three people with her, her mother, somebody else. They came down. They made room for him. They sat halfway down toward the pulpit. And Ron said, I'm just giving my message. And the Lord told me, go down and ask this lady, what does she want? She wants something. Go down and ask her what she wants. So he went down again, and he said, these, these, this clergy, they are just shocked. And everybody's shocked because you don't do that. But he said, I walked off the stage, went down, walked up to the lady. I said, uh, ma'am, uh, what do you want? And she says, well, my daughter came in here last night. She had planned to commit suicide. And she came home, and she was different. And I don't know what happened to her. But whatever happened to her, I want to happen to me. He preached the gospel. They got saved. And he went back up and finished the message. Then, it was another night. He's on the pulpit. He's given a message. And the Lord stopped him. And he said, I want you to change your message. So he said, God, any nation that will acknowledge God from the government, any government that will acknowledge the God of heaven, God will bring peace to that nation and prosperity, and it will be fruitful. The land will be fruitful. The nation will be healthy. And God will bless that nation. And he said, after the meeting, these men came up to him and said, uh, Brother Perry, uh, now, you were, in your message, you were saying that 
any nation that acknowledges God, that nation, God will bring peace to that nation, and that nation will prosper and in all ways, and that nation will be blessed. Is that what you were saying? And he said, well, yes. So they went over and huddled, and they talked, came back. Another clergy member said, okay, Brother Perry, we're not sure. Are you saying that any nation that acknowledges God will be free from war? They will be blessed. They will prosper economically as a nation, and they'll just be blessed? And he said, yes, that's what I'm saying. So they went back, huddled. A third time, another one said, so, Brother Perry, we just want to be clear. Now, you're saying that if a nation acknowledges God, God will bless that nation, they'll be prosperous economically in every way, and they won't have any war? Is that what you're saying? And he said, by the third time, he was a little bit kind of like, uh, kind of irritated. He says, yes, that's what I'm saying. Any nation that will acknowledge God openly will be free from war, will be blessed economically, and will just be blessed as a nation. So we're going to go to a break in just a few minutes, and we're going to come back and continue. But he is the brother that started the great revival in South Korea, and other men have took over after it, and some not so righteous, along with some that were righteous. We're going to be back for the next half in just a few minutes. Neil Desperandum, never despair. That is the motto for you and me. All are not dead, and where there is a spark of patriotic fire, we will rekindle it. Samuel Adams. Hi, my name is Vince with Serenity Painting and Decorating. Since 2010, painting residential and commercial location. For a free estimate, please call Vince Rivera at 970-978-9565. Please ask about our free window cleaning after paint service. Again, 970-978-9565. This is Crystal with Cruise Planners. We're a full-service travel agency located in Johnstown, Colorado. Give us a call at 970-578-9779 or visit our website at milehighcruiseplanners.com to start planning your next vacation today. By land, air, sea, we get you there, and all you do is go enjoy. Again, that number is 970-578-9779. What are we going to do tonight? Too much stuff to do, you ain't lying. Won't you just jump in the ride and see what's on? We're going to Spirits Music Hall. That's what we're going to do tonight. Live music, comedy, wrestling, karaoke, and more. Acts that you do not want to miss. All at Spirits Music Hall, located at 1 North Paris Street in Johnstown. Across the street from our radio station, 1360 KHNC. Get tickets and see the schedule of events at spiritsmusichall.com. That's spiritsmusichall.com. You can also buy tickets at the door during the events. 
Experience live local entertainment that you will love. Go to spiritsmusichall.com. In 1964, a 10-cent dime bought you 10 cents worth of stuff. Today, we sell this silver dime for well over $2. This silver dime will buy you the same amount as it did in 1964, and it will buy you the same amount in 2030, 2040, and well beyond. Call 800-951-0592. The Patriot Trading Group, your gold and silver experts. 800-951-0592. How much is our government hiding from us? What's the truth about COVID-19? Are climate engineering operations robbing our rain? If you want answers, tune into the commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour, Sundays at 1 p.m. on KHNC 1360 a.m. Oh, Sundays, 9 to 12, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Contact information, Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. During the week, Monday through Thursday, 2 to 3, I host the uh, Present Truth program during the week and on the weekend these programs are streamed my programs are streamed on 1360khnc.com also the programs are streamed always at all times and other hosts are also archived on 1360khnc.com I wanted to tell you the story about Brother Perry he prophesied to a nation, and to this very day, South Korea is prosperous, has not seen war. They have been blessed. America, we as a nation, it's not the same with us. We, during the time of Donald Trump, like him, dislike him, it's irrelevant. During the time that he was president, or what he was allowed, and still to this day, he is still blessing the audiences where he speaks. He blessed everyone in his addresses during his time in the first four years. Wherever he went, he blessed the audiences. He went to Saudi Arabia, to Riyadh, And he spoke to the Arab nations, and he blessed them at the end of his speech, the great speech in the great palace. He blessed them. He went to Europe and spoke and blessed them. He always, with his addresses, would bless the American people. We think our blessings, God bless you, 
if it is done in spirit, Joe Biden and different presidents, they would say, God bless America. But it was just a phrase. It was just words. But the men who, like Donald Trump, if they will bless the people in the name of God, in spirit, and it is not just a slogan, but if even just a 1% reality in their heart, God bless America. Yes, God's blessing will be upon it. We, individually, we all have the power to bless people around us every day. And that is one thing that we Christians should do, is bless those, our families, our children, wives, husbands, family members. Bless them in the name of our mighty God. Now with Ron Perry, he operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He also, his the inner life, the virtuous, the virtue side of his life was intact also. Both experiences, the subjective inner life experiences, the abiding life, allowing the Lord to tabernacle in you, you tabernacle in Him, is very important. For warfare, the gifts of the Spirit are very important especially now at the end of the world. Now, in the book of Acts, Peter stated in chapter 2 that when these gifts were poured out at that time, I'm going to read it to you. It was the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon mankind that had gathered in Jerusalem. But one final time in Joel and the book of Acts, one final time at the end of the world, God will pour out His Holy Spirit in power upon His people. One final time. That time has already begun. Every day, the Lord is pouring His Spirit out upon the residue of His people that are seeking Him, that are truly walking in Him. They need, more than ever before, the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit on their lives. I know that personally, I need the Holy Spirit with every, every time I'm here at the mic, I need the anointing. I need the unction. I need the Spirit of God on my mind. I don't, I'm not here just to talk. But I'm always looking to find the direction that the Holy Spirit wants to go and what is important to Him. I have a message for today that's important to me. But for whatever reasons, the Lord has taken me a different direction. Because there is something that is important to God because He is reading your hearts. 
He is reading your minds. He knows what is best for you. He, he is the one who is the master of ceremonies. He's the MC. It is his church. It is his body. These are his children. You are his children. You are precious to him. He cares for you. He wants you to be given the very, very best. He doesn't want you to be given vomit. He doesn't want you to receive what is unholy, what is unhealthy, what is diseased, wrong doctrine. He wants you to have the best. Why? Because he is in the process right now of mustering an army. Why? Because we're at the end of the world. The greatest war, the greatest Christian war, the war of the believers, has begun. The great enemy of the children of God and of God's children, Lucifer, is at total, has, is engaged in all-out war against the seven churches of God. And the Holy Spirit is pouring his, is, is releasing his, is dumping, is flooding his churches, the born-again believers that are truly his children, who have a right heart. He is pouring out his Holy Spirit upon them to prepare them and to train them, to give them direction, insight, vision. It's important for this time. Many pastors of the land have no reality, no understanding, no vision that we're in the last decade, that we are about to, the, the just up the road a ways, you can almost touch it, is the tribulation, the beginning of tribulation. We are in the time of sorrows and birth pains. God is using the conditions of the world, what is happening, to tell and warn his children that as tough as this is, as difficult as the time is that we are in presently, it is not going to be, it is really still uh, bearable compared to what will come. And the pastors of the land, even in the prophetic world, even in the Pentecostal churches, all the churches, doesn't matter, evangelical churches, which is composed of Pentecostal churches and the fundamental churches and Messianic churches, Many throughout America, the Messianic churches, uh, they're not really aware of the time that we're in. They're, within the Messianic churches, I know some of the big ones that are not out of Colorado, that are in, in, in the South and the Midwest, California. Their focus is, yes, Christ is coming, but not soon. Yes, it's a ways off. It is a ways off. Maybe not quite a, 10 years, I don't think. But it is a ways off. But not that far off. A decade is going to, like a blink of an eye, 
Your life is over. You're born one day and a blink of an eye later, you're almost ready for the grave. A decade is nothing. The Holy Spirit has poured His power of His Spirit upon His prophetic word. The vision of the pastors and the prophets of this land, and my word really and what I present in this audience is to those who have prophetic abilities. Those abilities are given to you prophetically. Christians, every Christian has prophetic ability. And you don't know it. And you don't know how to use it. You don't see the value of your prophetic ability. Your intuition is, is that ability. It is that part of your spirit that gives you an insight into the gives you an insight into the future, into your life personally. My testimony, the Lord told me to investigate charismatic churches. I did to investigate Pentecostal churches. I did, and he was faithful to bring me the right people. Within the charismatic investigation, when I was investigating, the Lord brought great, great individuals, uh, like here in northern Colorado, John Stalker. I saw a man who was holy, integrity, righteous, a, a wonderful per individual, and what he was gifted, what he was called to do, he was gifted to do it. And he did what he was called to do. There are others that I would work with in the past. There were charismatic, great individuals. Then the Lord told me, investigate Pentecostal churches. And the Lord brings this brother, Ron Perry, into, sovereignly, into my life. And he gives me the insight into all the Pentecostal churches and the things that he did, his integrity, and how God used him. And throughout this country, gave him a platform to minister. I'll give you another testimony of this brother, because he's just been on my heart, even though he passed away in January put into a hospital immediately put him on a ventilator and he never left the hospital he was murdered there I believe in my opinion he's with the Lord and then about three months later his wife Naomi she also went to be with the Lord so the family his son and daughter-in-law and the grandchildren lost grandfather and grandma and grandpa in a space of about four months And another testimony I'll give you of this brother. When he's a young pre preacher, the Lord tells him to begin to preach. And he begins to preach. And he's in Southern California in the vicinity of MacArthur's Park. And he's there. And the Lord gives him a place to, to minister from. Because we're going to a break, I kind of hate to start this testimony, but I'm going to start it anyhow. <clears throat> I'll begin. So one day he and a friend, another brother, went into a radio station 
to buy airtime. They went up to the receptionist, said, yeah, we'd like to find out what your prices are. She told them, and they said, well, thank you very much, but we, we uh, and the phone rang, and she, she said, excuse me, she picked up the phone, and she said, okay, and she hung up. Well, thank you very much, but uh, you're a little bit too pricey for us. We we can't we don't have that in the church budget. And she told him, she says, "Well, would you do me a favor? Just have a seat. The manager wants to talk to you." So he said, "We went, sat down. Well, okay." And uh, while we're sitting, a guy comes out of an office to our left, and he walks up to the receptionist. And while he's walking up to the receptionist, he's just staring at my friend, the, the brother, and I. And he, he's just looking at us. And he goes up, says something to the receptionist, goes back. And as he's walking back to his office, he's just staring at us. And he goes in and sits down. And back into his office, shows, shuts the door. A few minutes later, same thing. He comes out. He's just really taking his time listening to what we're talking about. Goes up to the receptionist, turns around, takes his time going back to his office. He does it a third time. And then the uh, receptionist says, okay, or he comes out and he says, yes. He said, uh, come on into my office. So they will go into his office. And he says, yes. He says, so you, uh, are you interested in buying airtime? And Ron said, yes. He goes, okay. He said, but Ron said, but I, uh, you're a little bit, too expensive. I don't have that much in our church budget for airtime here. He said, okay. He said, well, what do you do? He said, well, I'm an evangelist. He said, you're an evangelist? Yeah. He says, well, what do you, what do you uh, preach on? He said, well, and Ron said, I just had to sit there. I thought about it. Well, I preach on the love of God. And he said, okay. And he said, this man stood up on his, got up on his desk and sat there on the middle, in the middle of his desk, cross-legged. He said, I want you to preach me a message. And Ron said, okay, we're going to go to break now, so I'm going to have to hold. I will try to finish the story in the next segment at the end of this hour, but you're going to have to hold. So he sits there. And Ron says, I begin to give him a message on the love of God. And as he's telling, giving him, tried to shorten it. And at the end of that time, the man said, okay. He said, well, I like that. I like that. He said, I, uh, I want you to preach on this station. And Ron said, well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have a budget for that. He says, well, I don't care. I'm the owner of the station, and if I want you to preach, I don't need to charge you, and I'm not going to charge you, but I want you to preach. And the man's name was Wolfman Jack. It was Wolfman Jack. God took Ron right into his station, and Ron liked the message, and Wolfman Jack said, you're going to preach on the streets with me when I go out. I'll tell you, finish the story in just a few minutes. You better hold fast because God is doing great things and you need to know about it.
This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Do you own or run a small business and listen to 1360 KHNC? Do your customers have the same beliefs and ideas that you do? Then you should advertise with 1360 KHNC. Call 970-587-5003. Don't be unintelligent. Advertise with 1360 KHNC at 970-587-5003. Hi, this is Mike Morris owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. And our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Hi, Bob Cambrin here with Waterworks. All water has impurities. Clean, healthy water without chemicals and other impurities is foundational for a healthy body. At Waterworks, we provide long-term solutions to make your water safe and ideal for as little as $25 per month. Call or text today. Bob Cambrin, 303-888-8891. 303-888-8891. point is, if God asks you to do something, he will make sure that he arranges the situations to fulfill his request. So the Lord tells me that he wants me to investigate Pentecostal churches, and here I am with a brother that 
has been all over this country. Now, so here, here he is in Wolfman Jack's studio, and Wolfman Jack tells him, uh, I didn't ask you for money. I didn't say anything about money. This is my station. I can do whatever I want. I want you to preach on this station. And tonight, I want you to come with me to Sunset Boulevard, downtown Hollywood, and I want to preach. I want you to preach. And I'll be there at 6 o'clock. I want you to be there. And Ron was on that station with Wolfman Jack for, I, I don't know, I think it was over two years, two years plus. I don't know if it was four, two years. But wherever Ron, Wolfman Jack would go down live onto Hollywood Boulevard there at, I think, Sunset Strip, somewhere in that area, Ron was there preaching with him. And then... Wolfman Jack's wife talked to brother to Ron and said, would you come to our home on Sundays and do a Bible study? And Ron said, I would be more than honored to. So he would have on Sundays, every after every Sunday afternoon, have a Bible study in Wolfman Jack's home there in Beverly Hills, down the street from Pat Robertson. And Pat Robertson, Ron uh, was at a pastor's conference, ran into Pat Robertson, and he went over to say hi to Pat. They were visiting. Pat said, I've never met you. I've heard about you. And he says, yeah. He says, well, I come up, Pat. I come up in your neighbor. Not, was it Pat Robertson? Not Pat Robertson. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was uh, Pat Boone. Pat Boone. He says, yeah, Pat. He says, I'm up in your neighborhood every week. I drive past your house on the way to a Bible study there in Beverly Hills. He goes, oh, really? You have a Bible study there? He says, yeah, every Sunday at Wolfman Jack's house. His wife is a believer. And Pat Boone told Ron, he said, you mean the guy with the long hair? Yeah. And Pat Boone, according to Ron, said, Pat said, I really have to apologize and repent. I never thought God would even have any interest in somebody like that. This is the power of of God. Wherever he wants to position his children, he will position them as he desires. You're going to be positioned as God desires, but you have to be trained and you have to be ready for what's coming. We'll be back for the third hour. Rick Rodriguez, all the Train Lamps and Ministry Radio Church. When dealing with a worldwide pandemic, remember to avoid, distance, and alienate yourself from friends, family, and neighbors. That way, when the crisis is over, no one will ask you to help them move, to borrow money, or bother you for a cup of sugar ever again. After all, who needs community anyway? This has been a public service announcement. Have a lonely, I mean lovely day. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 
Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Jim Williams. A tough exhibition loss for the Broncos Saturday, 42-15 at the hands of the Bills in Buffalo. Almost none of the Denver starters played as coach Nathaniel Hackett tries to avoid early injuries, but Buffalo played its starters for the first couple series in the game. With strong play late, many observers believe Denver quarterback Brad Rippon might have given himself a better shot at being Russell Wilson's backup versus 13-year NFL veteran Josh Johnson. Josh thinks the loss could carry some positives. Stack yourself well in the seat. Like, you know, it's never as good, it's never as bad as you think. And when you most of the time, what I've learned when you go back and reflect on the film, a human just like us. So I think it's going to be great for us to learn from this and not grow from it. Brandon McManus kicked three Broncos field goals, and Rippon completed a touchdown pass to Eric Zaubert. Denver wraps up the preseason against the Vikings at home next Saturday. Former Kiowa County Sheriff's Deputy Quentin Stump has been acquitted of second-degree murder. For now, he'd been facing two counts and a single one of assault with a deadly weapon. The jury acquitted him on one of the murder charges, deadlocking on the second and the assault charge. Stump was tried for the death of 39-year-old Zach Gifford. He and another deputy had pulled Gifford over back in 2020, and when Gifford ran from them, they fired at him. Gifford, who had been unarmed, was shot in the back three times. Prosecutors now have three months to decide whether to retry Stump on the remaining second-degree murder count and the assault. Fentanyl's grip on Colorado sadly continues to grow. In 2015, the drug killed 41 Coloradoans. Last year, 912 of all ages. Today is the first National Fentanyl Awareness and Prevention Day, and there's a big event going on for free in Denver's Lincoln Park from 11 this morning till 2 in the afternoon, and it's spreading awareness of fentanyl's dangers. More from sports. The Rockies were at home facing the Giants again Saturday. Wenton Bernard singled in Sam Hilliard late in the game for a 3-2 lead, but it was tied at 3 after 9 innings. In the 10th, with Bernard on second, Brendan Rodgers dropped a base hit into center field to bring Bernard across the plate for a walk-off 4-3 victory. Colorado hosts San Francisco again this afternoon at Coors Field. And the Rapids hosted the Houston Dynamo last night in Major League Soccer. Colorado extending its home unbeaten string to five games, the final a 1-1 tie. Jim Williams, Rocky Mountain News Network. What's a surprising way to gain more independence? By giving up the keys. Bypass the outrageous gas prices and discover that life in the passenger seat is comfortable, affordable, stress-free, and climate-controlled. A modern fleet of in-town, door-to-door, and across-state public transit options keep you living independently while maintaining your access to necessary errands and necessary adventure. Learn what you can gain when you give up the keys at olderwiser.org. That's O-L-D-E-R-W-I-S-E-R dot O-R-G. <laughs> Are you in need of video content to promote your business or nonprofit? Do you need drone footage or a professional to edit existing video? RMRnetworks.net can provide a custom solution for your project with a satisfaction guarantee. For cash savings, ask about bundling video production with radio advertising to greatly expand your organization's reach locally or statewide. Request a quote today at rmrnetworks.net forward slash video. rmrnetworks.net how would you like some free advertising? Free! 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 free. Call 970-587-5003. We will put your small business or local company on the half-empty cup of joe for the small business section of the show. Call 970-587-5003, and we'll get your business some free advertising today. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. 
When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Spirits Musical, your destination for great live entertainment. With amazing performances every weekend and karaoke on Thursdays. This weekend on Friday the 19th, they have Spirits Comedy Night. On Saturday, they have 5280s, Elevated 80s Band. And Sunday Fun Day with Ross Hansen, the one-man rock and roll band. For more information or to buy tickets online, go to spiritsmusical.com and click on the events list. That's spiritsmusical.com. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Sundays, 9 to noon. Podcasts are 1360khnc.com for these programs. You're not going to be able to generally sit for three hours. So you can, as you're at your convenience, you can go to the podcasts and you can listen. 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there, whatever. Also, um, you can, there are things that there's just too much sometimes to present. You just can't retain it all. And things that you need to go back and rehearse, listen to again, you can do that. The podcasts at any time, again, are on 1360khnc.com and the contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, 80502. I finished off with the testimonies of Ron Perry. Uh, he's preaching we daily on Wolfman Jack's station. And he has a Bible study in Beverly Hills Sundays in the afternoon. Wolfman Jack's wife was a believer. And she had Ron with a small group of people meeting at Wolfman Jack's house. God is... We, can't, we cannot put, a, put God in a box. 
It wasn't, it was not a, it was a Pentecostal that did this. A brother who had integrity as a Pentecostal. Great. It wasn't Pat Robertson. It wasn't any of these other people that were in Wolfman Jack's house giving a Bible study. Other, and other, those in the, uh, Fundamental churches, mainline churches, not, not the, I, I mean talking about evangelical Christianity. They don't, many don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you another testimony. I have a friend in Arizona, and he, uh, I met him through a friend, a Messianic pastor. Introduced me to this friend. I'll say his first name was Herman. I won't say anything about his last name. And I got to visit. My wife's mother lived in uh, Phoenix, East Phoenix, Apache Junction. And we would go down to visit. This is back in 2007. Not vicinity, 2006, seven, and I would I contacted this brother Herman, and we got to start visiting. We got to fellowship. We came out of the same group of assemblies, and so we knew each other. We were acquaintances because of the same group. We got to be pretty good friends. One day I was, we were talking about uh, Christians and demon possession. And he said, I don't believe that Christians can be demon possessed. And I said, well, I believe that they can have spirits that will affect them in a very powerful way. Well, I don't believe that. He said, it's not in the Bible. I said, well, it is in the Bible, but I didn't get to have time to get into it with him. Remember, O King Saul is a type of a Christian he had a spirit that David would play for him and the spirit would be the spirit would lose its power. He would uh, bring peace over Saul. In the New Testament you have Simon the uh, sorcerer who met Christ and eventually he wants to buy the gift of the Holy Spirit and Peter rebukes him and tells him you're going to you're going to perish. And Simon asked Peter, please pray for me so that what you have just spoken doesn't happen to me. Well, Simon still, as a believer, carried a spirit because he was in divination. And that spirit had not been cast out of him. So he was still under that control, a controlling spirit, a spirit who loved power. Many Christians love power. Uh, women love power. Women that love power can have what is called a Jezebel spirit. They love power. They love authority. Just like Jezebel. They're very controlling. Men too. With men it's a little bit more different. Like ego. It, 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 I, don't have, I don't want to get off the subtopic here. So anyhow. I'm talking about Herman. So he doesn't believe Christians can be possessed. Or influenced. Well, I told him, I said, well, they can, Herman. That just, you know, I know it's not in the Christian thinking, but yeah, 
I've seen it. I know about it. I know they can have demons. I know that the demons can control them. They can work with demonic power, even though they're Christians working in the latent power of the soul or just straight out demon possession or demon uh, control. Well, we just had to talk about it. We weren't, I mean, it was a pleasant talk of just very, he said, well, I don't believe that. But I got to tell you what happened to me. I said, okay. He said, well, I had to go in for a heart operation. And I had a heart operation. And after the operation, something changed. He said, I got out of the hospital. I got home. And he said, uh, for some reason, they're operating on my heart. But I am black and blue and bruised in my groin area. In the groin. Between my legs. He said, I couldn't figure that out. And he says, but I'm, I had this heart operation. After the operation, he said, I don't believe in demon possession. But I know that you know me. I read the Bible. I pray all the time. I fellowship. I'm involved in Christian work. I'm totally, totally engaged in Christian, the Christian walk. So I'm out of the hospital two weeks and then three weeks and a month and two months, six months. And my wife came up and said, Herman, you know, you don't pray anymore. You don't read the Bible. You won't go fellowship with the brothers. You're uh, something's wrong. He goes, no, nothing's wrong. But he said, I didn't care for God. I didn't care to pray. It was just nonsense to me. The Bible, it's just another book. I didn't care about being around Christian friends. I didn't want a fellowship about things of God. They just seemed to be a waste of time. And he said, for a year, I am just different. And my wife told me, you need, you need some deliverance. He said, no, I don't need anything. I'm okay. Well, a friend of mine came from East Coast, Carolina. And we fellowship. He was there for, he was at the home for about a week. And he wanted to talk about the Lord. I didn't. Finally, he said at the end of the week before he left, he said, Herman, if you ever want to be delivered, call me and we'll work it out. Well, that was just a strange thought. Delivered from what? But he said, I don't know. Maybe six weeks later, I started thinking, you know, I wonder what he meant by that. I want to talk to him about that. So I called him up. I flew out to the East Coast. Was there for about a week. And we never did talk about what he meant by, if you ever want us to be set free or delivered from this situation. Last day, he said, Herman, he said, uh, he asked, Herman asked him, what do you mean, be set free? What do you mean, uh, I need to be delivered? He says, well, Herman, um, tell you what. And he said, he pulled a chair out in the middle of the, the carpet there in the living room. He said, sit down, Herman. And he got another chair and he sat in front of me. And he just started praying for me. And he's praying and he's 
talking about this and that, and he's starting to talk about, you need to come out. You can't be there anymore. I'm going, what is he talking about? Who's he talking to? And he said, then I started hearing somebody that was in torment. Somebody started, next door neighbor started screaming. No, no. And the guy next door was just screaming and yelling. And he said, I couldn't even hear the friend praying because somebody next door was just yelling, no, no, I'm not going to come out. No, get away from me. Leave me alone. He's screaming in torment. And I'm thinking, boy, this is really, maybe we had to stop that guy. I said, maybe be better. He, I want to just say, Herman, something, somebody next door, somebody's being, being uh, attacked or something. But he said, I just sat there. And then pretty soon, the noise next door stopped. And I'm sitting there. And finally, I thought, okay. So I opened my eyes, and I'm on the floor. I'm looking around, and my friend is still sitting on the chair. And I asked him, I said, hey, somebody next door was in torment. They were in really a real bad torment. They were being tormented. And he said, couldn't you hear him? And he said, my friend was just looking at me smiling. He goes, didn't you hear that guy next door screaming and yelling? He was just in torment. Somebody was, sounded like somebody was maybe had broke in and was beating him up or attacking him. And he said, my friend, I'm wondering, why am I on the floor? I sat up and thinking, why, how did I get on the floor? And he asked the friend again, didn't you hear that screaming next door? And the friend didn't say anything, he's just smiling. And then I started thinking, and he told me, he said, I looked at my friend and I said, was that me? Was I the one in torment? Was I the one screaming? And the friend didn't say a word. And he said, that was me. Well, he couldn't figure it out. The spirit that was in him, that had been put in him during the operation a year earlier, when he was having a work done on his heart, that spirit came in through drugs. And that is a spirit that had to leave. And it was tormented because it needed a body. It wanted to stay. It didn't want to leave. And Herman said, but I don't believe that. I don't believe in, I don't believe a Christian can be possessed. I don't believe that demons can live in Christians. You can't have the Spirit of God and a demon living in a Christian. And then he told me, he said, but Rick, I know my experience. I can't see it in the Bible, but I know my experience. I know what happened that day. And I asked my friend, was that Spirit in me? And he just nodded. And he said, Herman, you're going to be okay from here on out. You're going to be all right. Herman said, I flew back to Colorado, told my wife what had happened. We began to pray. I began to minister. I began to read the word. I began to fellowship with fellow brothers and sisters. And he said, Rick, 
I don't believe a Christian can have demons. I don't believe it. I can't see it in the Bible. But I, I know what happened to me, Rick. For a year, I was dead to Christ. And I know what happened that day when my friend prayed for me. The screaming, the torment, the ang anguish. Just extreme torment. It was me screaming, or that thing screaming because it didn't want to leave. I know my experience. But then he told me again, the mind is a funny thing. He said, but I don't believe Christians can have demons. And the mind is a funny thing. And he, I didn't say anything. He said, but Rick, I, all I can tell you is my experience. I don't know what that was, but I can't see it in the Bible. So he's still wrestling with what would happen and the scripture. Well, in America, so many Christians have problems, psychological problems, because of different, for different reasons. Well, with Herman being in the hospital, that medication, not consciously, he didn't, he didn't ask anything to come into him, but they just, when you're in a state where you're just basically open and not aware that you're open, things can come in. So I said, well, Herman, I, I, you know, I, I know that Christians can have spirits. I've seen it. And they're Christians. Well, I don't see it in the Bible, Rick. I said, I know, Herman. But then he finished by saying, but I do know what happened to me. Now, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, God says, I'm reading verse 17, God says in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all kinds of people, people, humanity, flesh, all the races, all of the races. He's, God's going to pour a spirit out, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. For the baptism of the Holy Spirit on all kinds of races, all kinds of peoples, men, women, children, young, old. He's going to pour his spirit out. We're in that time. You don't have to believe it. I'm just telling you the truth. You can believe what you want. But one thing that Brother Perry was telling me, he was watching what happened when the baptism of the Holy Spirit started to fall on the black people in, the, in I think, uh, the South, he said some of the white ministers, people in the Pentecostal churches, couldn't believe that the baptism was falling and there was revival in the black churches. It, was, it mystified them. He said, brother, he said some of the white people thought, well, we thought the baptism was just for white people. Again, dysfunctional thinking in the Pentecostal churches at that time. And Rod said, but they couldn't understand the Holy Spirit falling upon baptizing the power of the baptism on the black people. And I don't remember which, uh, was it Foursquare 
I think was started by the by black pastors. Was it Foursquare? Was it the assemblies? I can't remember. It's been a while. <coughs> but there was a big move of the Holy Spirit in the black churches. This is God. Chinese, Asian, Indian, Hispanic, black, white, educated, non-educated, wealthy, not wealthy, ex-devil worshipers, never involved in the occult. When God decides to pour His Spirit out upon an individual, nothing is going to interfere with it. When God has ordained that somebody meet Him and be saved and be eternally forgiven of His sins, no one is going to interfere with it. And even the individual that is wrestling with God and refusing to allow God to speak to him or her. God at some point will not strive with that individual. If anyone in this audience, if God has been trying to, and you're not a Christian, you're not a believer, you're religious, you're in any kind of religion, you're in the occult, maybe you are an atheist, if God is speaking to you and the Holy Spirit is trying to coach you and sucker you and draw you, don't resist because there'll come a t time when He will stop coming and your fate eternally will be set. Eternal fire forever and ever. If God is, for you who are listening there are not Christians, do not do not resist if you feel God, the God of heaven, if you feel Jesus Christ, or Jesus Christo, or Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach, or Sheshu, regardless of your dialect, your language, if you sense God is trying, speaking to you, if He is speaking to you, and trying to get your attention. You better take advantage of that situation. And ask him. Lord Jesus. I don't want to resist you. If you want me to be one of your children. I say amen to you. I say amen. I won't resist you. Because if I continue to resist you. There will be a time. It will be too late. You won't come around again. Anybody listening that has not met Christ, don't take chances. Don't gamble. If it's time for you to meet the Lord Jesus, you better just say, okay, it's time. Dear God in heaven, I receive your son. I receive your, your, begot, your only begotten son who died for me. I receive him. Please, Holy Spirit, come and live inside of me. The Holy Spirit, not just any spirit. The Holy Spirit. Spirits can be foul spirits, demons. But the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. 
I want the Holy Spirit to live in me. Don't gamble with eternity. Don't gamble with it. You don't want to gamble with your eternal soul. Your eternal soul should never be put on the table. You don't ever want to gamble. Say, well, you know, my eternal my my soul is mine and if I want to gamble with my eternal fate, your soul is important. You never you will never ever just dissipate into nothingness. No, the soul of man is eternal. People that have Alzheimer's, people that die without Christ, your memory will come back after death. You will remember everything. There's no such thing as Alzheimer's in eternity. You will remember every single thing, every sin in your life. But... If you receive Jesus Christ, if you receive this King of the Jews, you will be forgiven. And none of this will be remembered in eternity. You'll be forgiven of it all. And you who are believers that have maybe, like Herman, he uh, is just dead to God. It could be a spirit, just like with Herman. It could be a spirit that has killed your God consciousness, has killed your relationship with God. It could be a spiritual problem. And we're going to continue to talk about this in the next segment. For you out there that God is speaking to, you need to keep coming back and listening. This is no joke. 1360KHNC.com for these programs, the Olive Tree Ministry Program. Listen and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. Rick Rodriguez. Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. 1360KHNC.com has CBD products. Click on the shop button and get yours today. Just go to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. The CBD on our website is 99% pure, all natural, no pesticides, non-GMO, is grown organically right here in Colorado, and is 100% THC free. Oh, and did you know ours is the lowest price CBD anywhere in northern Colorado? For all your CBD needs, just log on to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. 
Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Hi, I'm Anita McAllister, your senior specialist. Are you turning 65? Know someone who is? The best time to learn about Medicare is three months before you turn 65. Call me at 970-515-6882 to start planning. Don't make the mistake of waiting too long. There are specific enrollment periods. If you miss them, you may have to wait till next year. There are late enrollment penalties. The longer you wait, the bigger the penalties. Call me, 970-515-6882 today. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. Okay, well, we're the last 30 minutes of the, today's program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. You can come every Sunday, and you don't have to leave the house. And you can listen during the week to these programs. I should let you know that my focus really is to the prophetic people, to those of you who have maybe God has called you to prophetic work. It is to everyone because every Christian has prophetic gifting, intuitive abilities. And God at the end of the world will have He's mustering, he's calling, he's numbering in his body, in all seven churches, individuals who God will work with to give them the vision that they need for themselves, for what you have been asked to do. It's a protection, the intuitive abilities that God has given you have to be developed. These prophetic abilities are there. They may be latent. They need to be used. They need to, you need to be trained. You need to understand what these abilities are there for. They're not so that you can glorify yourself like so many Pentecostal and non-Pentecostal pastors in the land. They want to be the 
top of the heap, so to speak. That's not why God gives you spiritual ability. He gives you spiritual abilities for yourself to profit with and to be a protection from the attacks that will come on you individually to you or to those around you to assist them, to free them. With the prophets, God will deal with your ego. He will deal with your narcissism. God will deal with yourself. He cannot have men that are prophetic that are doing things for the kingdom of heaven to benefit themselves. False prophets. False prophets with with uh, filthy hands. I, I say it's filthy. It's filthy. It's, it's ugly. It, people can see it. God is not going to use people that are full of the soul, full of the self, full of ego, who are arrogant, who are self-sure. Uh, they, they are sure, uh, sure of themselves. No. You know, remember the story of Jacob. Jacob was useful. Jacob had a, a in the Old Testament, in Genesis, God had a had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that their seed would be like the stars of the heaven and the sand of the sea. Jacob would be the individual that would have the children that would make up the 12 tribes of Israel. And God had to touch him in the thigh. Because Jacob was very strong in himself. You men and you women who are prophetic, if you are strong in the self, you better go to the Word of God and you better start searching out the Word of God and praying the Word of God so that God can show you how strong your self is. If you're ambitious, ambitious, God is not going to allow ambition. He's not building His church through ambitious people. He's going to build His church with people that have been touched in the thigh and that limp. And from the point of that wrestling match that that individual had with God, if you haven't wrestled with God, you're strong in yourself. You'll prevail against God. Lord, I want my way, my way, my way, mine, mine, me, me. Jacob was strong. He wrestled with God all night long. And then in the morning, the angel said, I've got to leave. i, I got to go. I can't be here. And Jacob persisted. I won't let you go till you bless me. We need to have that spirit. Till you bless me, I'm not going to let you go. I'm wrestling with you until you bless me. The blessing is not for you just to be blessed in a natural way. No. The blessing 
was for his call and what God had planned for his future, the blessing would be used to further the kingdom of God through the lineage. And God touched him, and he limped. And from that day forward, Jacob knew the God and the power of the God that he had wrestled with. And he knew who this God was. And he knew this was the God of Abraham, his grandfather, and Isaac, his father. He knew that was that God. Because he told this God, I won't let you go until you bless me. But not in a selfish way. In an upright, righteous way for the prophecies that were spoken over Abraham and Isaac and his seed so that that blessing would be Jacob would have that blessing upon him because he was going to he had the children and he had to prophesy to each of his children in the future and it said from that point on Jacob leaned on his staff prophets if you're leaning on your own strength, you will not be as profitable as you could be as if you leaned on Christ. You must lean on Christ. He's the one you lean on. If you're leaning on your abilities, who you are, what you are by nature, you're missing the mark. My, my word is to those that are prophetic, If you don't limp in God, if God has not wrestled with you and touched you to show you and break the power of your own natural strength, then you're not going to be as productive for the kingdom of heaven as you could be. You must be touched by God. You must allow God to work with you. At the end of the last segment, those who are not believers do not resist the Holy Spirit. If you feel that God is speaking to you, you better be serious and ask God to please give me eternal life. Give me your Holy Spirit. Make me one of your children in your kingdom. I don't want to go into eternity without you. Because there'll be no, it's either you as life, Christ, Christ will be life, or you will get fire, eternal fire, tormenting fire for all of eternity, unceasing. And then for the believers, like with my friend Herman, he doesn't believe that a Christian can be, have a demon. But the day that have his deliverance, they're screaming and yelling and tormenting and, and just screaming. And he realized that spirit was inside of him. And he'd, he was, he'd been with the Lord for 40 years. Never, never thought of such a thing could happen. But it took a visit to the hospital and an operation on his heart for him to have that experience. But he would still argue with me. But Rick, I don't see it in the Bible. I don't see that a Christian can have a demon. But I know my experience. For a year, I'm dead to Christ. 
I'm dead to the things of the Holy Spirit. I don't pray with my wife. I don't read the Bible. I don't fellowship. I don't want to have anything to do with Christians. I want to watch football. I want to watch basketball. I want to. I don't want to do any of that. But after that deliverance, after that spirit was cast out, then he resumed his Christian walk in power with a new experience. Now, many are listening. Maybe you are kind of dead to Christ. Maybe you are not in full fervor. Maybe you were, but now you're not. Well, it could be something spiritual affecting something spiritual from the other kingdom affecting you. There are many things. I had my program for today. My program was this. In 1 John, it talks about the world. We cannot have any affection for Satan's cosmos. You people who are prophetic, you prophets who are in training, who God's Spirit is upon, you have to kill any desire to bow the knee or to kiss the hand of Baal. This world is not your friend. This world is the system of Lucifer. It's his system. It's his world. But God has commanded we be in that system and we we uh, temper everything we do in that system. But that system has should have no hold on us. And we're going into the... I want to tell you, Christians, you men who are just fanatics for football, you be careful. Any type of strong pull toward any sport, you're not going to like it. I know Christians that are possessed by the Spirit. They can't wait for football season to come or basketball season or baseball season. This is the cosmos. It has a, it's like a grapple, these grappling hooks. They just throw them into the water and whatever is at the bottom, they drag it up. That's the way demons are. They want to catch anything and make you, put you in bondage to it. Sports can be a big, big idol, a powerful uh, uh, aspect of idolatry. Those that are very successful in business financially, you got to be careful because your success in business, grappling hook, it can hook you and you can't get free of it. It, you're, you're bound to it. It doesn't matter what it is. Women, with your beauty. Beauty, according to the Bible, you good-looking women, can be a great curse, is a curse. Because you get full of ego, full of self. 
you're you're self-important you're you're always wanting to look even more beautiful the bible says that kind of real beauty can really be a hindrance to your christian walk this is why in the new testament you're to be be careful how you dress how you appear be natural your beauty should be christ within you not how you fix your hair and do your makeup and dress and all that. Yes, in our society, there is a place for that. But it can't be, it cannot consume you. And and uh, men, handsome, talented, in shape, can be a big curse to you because you also would be full of self. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Anything of the world, you prophetic people, to the whole church, yes, I say this to the whole church, but to the prophetic people, we're in a time now when the Holy Spirit is pouring His Spirit upon His prophetic holy prophets. If you're going to excel, and if you're going to fulfill your ministry, that God has called you to and the work that God has called you to you need to be careful the world is not your friend the things of the world will work against you only the Holy Spirit can keep you moving in the right direction self ego you can't have that. I talk about what happened in Southern Colorado. The move of God that was down there from 1991 when James Dobson moved to Colorado Springs and the decade following. It only was about a decade. And then because of ego, because of the prophetic people full of self, ambitious, they were after the wrong things. They were after wealth. They wanted money. It was a big money-making thing. And because of sin, they got caught, and God had to lift His Spirit off of it. And now that move has relocated to northern Colorado. According to the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me, three counties, Weld, Larimer, Boulder County. And you prophets in this area, You cannot love the world. You better go to 1 John chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5 and read what it has to say about the world. The whole world, the whole world lies in the evil one. Everything, entertainment, sports, education. Many of you are just steeped in desire to know more, know more, and know more, to, to have more knowledge. Increase your knowledge. Be careful. That also can be a controlling spirit, an idol. Then many of you who just love religion, that are religious but not true religion, you're deceived. you got a spirit of deception upon you. Remember, 2,000 years ago, Christ left the camp. He left the religion of His fathers. Because he 
was bringing in reality. If your religion isn't reality, it's just religion. It's just a method away. If, it, you're, if your walk with the Lord is not reality, you're caught in religion. And it takes the Holy Spirit for you to actually see it clearly. We're going to finish out in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. Hi, Chad here with Liberty Communications. Do you have an outdated phone system? Is your service with a large carrier that doesn't care about you? Are you sick and tired of waiting on hold only to be routed to a call center out of the country? Then you need our help. We answer our phones live and know our clients by name. Let us provide your company a no-charge phone and Internet evaluation. Call 720-399-0233 or learn more at libertybts.com. You can buy gold just about anywhere in the world from all kinds of different dealers. So why do you use the Patriot Trading Group? 20 years of service, just like that. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, just like that. Lowest prices. Just like that. No solicitation. Just like that. Buying or selling? Just like that. For all your gold and silver needs, call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592. Just like that. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank, which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. You were born for such a time as this. In light of all that is happening in our nation, you're needed now more than ever to continue saving lives and supporting families in our community. Join Life Choices at our Night for Life fundraiser, September 8th in Longmont and 9th in Loveland. Register at lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050. Help make a difference for life. Register at lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050. Hi, this is Dana from Saddle Up Western Saddle and Tack Shop in Gilcrest, Colorado, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. We are your one-stop equine shop. We offer saddle fittings on-site and off-site. Our motto, fit the horse, fit the rider, fit the budget. You can call us at 303-772-7821. Visit us on the web at saddleupcolorado.net. Well, another program... We're done. Three hours. I need to actually get another two or three hours, and then we can go much further. The program really was going to be on a couple of things. With God's prophets, number one, prophetic people have to, cannot be caught 
entangled with the things of this life, with the world. If you're going to be productive, the world cannot have a hold on you. The things of the culture, all that the culture is, all that the culture provides, any culture, you cannot be captive to it. You have to be free from it. You exist in the culture. You function in the culture. You do what God has asked you to do. You work. You live. But the culture cannot control you. You cannot kiss the knee. You cannot bend the, bend the knee to Baal. You cannot kiss the hand of Baal. You cannot. If you're going to be the prophet and prophetic people that God wants you to be, number one, you cannot be under the control of of the cosmos. Number two, you must be righteous, you must be holy. God is going to have a righteous and holy people. Revelation chapter 18, verse 20. Righteous and holy prophets and apostles, apostles and prophets. In America, in America, in Babylon the Great, at the end of the world, in America, in the Bible, America is Babylon the Great at the end of the world. And America will have holy apostles and holy prophets. You must be holy. You must be righteous. Then number three, you cannot be full of self. Very prophetic people. One thing about a lot of the prophetic people that I know, men and women, full of ego, self, themselves, fallen nature. You must let the Holy Spirit deal with your fallen nature, with your ego, with yourself, with your ambitious nature, with your narcissistic nature. Women too. Women, I know a lot of, a lot of narcissistic women. Don't think you can't be narcissistic. Women can be the most narcissistic because of a spirit called the Jezebel spirit. Sisters that are prophetic, you have to make sure you deal with that narcissism, with that spirit, that Jezebel spirit, that controlling spirit. Men also. Number one, you cannot be caught by the world. You have to be separated. Number two, you must be righteous. You must be holy. Number three, you have to allow God to touch your hip. So that you, what you are by natural nature, is dealt with. And that you begin to operate leaning on Christ, Yeshua, for everything. You must depend on Him. Lean to Him. Look to Him. Trust Him. God bless you. I mean it. God bless you. God bless you mightily. God bless you with every, all of His riches, with His Holy Spirit like never before. May He bless your minds and renew your minds. I will talk to you next week, Rick Rodriguez. He is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD. 
a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, 